I should lay in some 70s porno. Mm -hmm. Twangy. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. I'm a big fan of 70s porno music. I feel like I grew a spontaneous mustache. So maybe I have to just loop the mouth mouth guitar that I did earlier. Just loop it in the background. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, that's not terrible. should we just like put everything on front street like this is our 69th episode so we did something kind of pervy it's pretty sex negative of you okay all right i wasn't trying to be sex negative i was trying to imply that like yeah it's a little softcore apparently there were actually some extended scenes that uh they got raided and took it out it was like work prints of more explicit scenes. Well, uh, yeah. So, hello, excellent humans. Welcome to the 69th. Nice. Episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. And yeah, as Allison said, we decided to treat you to something a little sexy. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Hunter Bush. With me as always. Allison, you coolest. <laughs> Unless otherwise noted. Yeah. And uh, Allison, you chose the... It was, it was my... I was like, listen, we're approaching episode 69. We should do something kind of sexy. We should do like a horny movie or a movie that's explicitly about sex in some way. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big fan of 90s sexy erotic thrillers because they're usually trash and it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like open to suggestions. And um, some friends, you know, people were suggesting stuff like Showgirls, which is a good call. Mm, yeah. And um, shit, there were some other good ones where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, like these are technically like straight movies, like normal movies, mm-hmm. but they're more about sex than like, you know, I was like, yeah, I was thinking like late night cable thriller things like Sliver. You know, like disclosure movies like that where it's like oh it's kind of sexy but it also has this like what would ostensibly be a pretty boring you know other plot yeah or, or um uh, what's uh the uh jamie lee curtis arnold schwarzenegger true lies true lies yeah that one's a little little it has the the the, the, the sexy the like strip scene, scene. Yeah. yeah yeah famous sexy scene. we could have done uh, somebody suggested wild things that's a good call yeah. But um, I think I might have also kicked around secretary because it's a pet favorite secretary, of mine. Yeah, was that a pun? No, my pet. Just a Freudian slip. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, I was pushing for stuff like Jade, like I said, like nineties oh, yeah. erotic. Love Jade. I love Jade. Jade is trash, and I love it. Yeah. 
I can't I can't figure Just it out. Hang out until the Jade episode, y'all. It's gonna be a banger. And if it's not, I'm fucking deleting it and we're doing it again. <laughs> until we get it right. Well, that would be in fitting with Jade, which is a movie where many things happen twice just to fill out the runtime. Yeah, I think I've seen it only like two or three times. Well, twice would be again I, appropriate. Right. I keep forgetting what it's even about. <laughs> You're not paying attention. I am. You're I not. find it to be a very forgettable movie for me. Ugh, wrong. Could would an eclipse be forgettable? Would watching a butterfly land on a snowflake in midair be forgettable? Such is the majesty of Jade. Starring David Caruso. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Stay tuned for the Jade yeah, episode. We, You'll hear my opinion. We didn't watch Jade this time. We did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I put it to you to, to pick a thing. We yeah. had, had a bunch of options and things. And uh, what did you come up with? I said we should do Flesh Gordon. Say it slow. Flesh. Not that slow. Gordon. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Yeah. I mean, again, to be clear. With an E. Yeah. Not Flash Gordon. No. Not with the one with the Queen song. Yeah. This is Flash Gordon with no discernible music. No. Yeah. There is music, but it's not anything. Yeah. If, if someone's got a really good score, that's great. If something's got a bad score, I hate it because it kind of takes me out of it. If yeah, something's yeah. got like a nothing score, that's fine. Like that's so. I mean, tangentially suitable. speaking about bad score, we just started watching Heels. Yeah, um, which is uh, from Stephen Amell, the Arrow guy. Yeah, um, it's a, a drama um, set in the world of uh, wrestling. Yep, and you know, it's like a small town and he and his brother are the sons of locally famous wrestler, you know, who has passed away like a year ago and they're keeping the business going and whatever and whatever. The music in that show is so god-awful. Is this weird, echoey, like heavily affected guitar shit. Every scene they use it in, they use it regardless of what the emotional content of the scene is. Yeah. So they use the same music for like, oh boy, my brother's trouble. And like, oh, wow, it's so great. Our friend had a baby. And like, oh, we might lose the business. And like, mm, troubled marriage over here. Like, it's the same music. It can't be the same music for every one of these scenes. They don't all carry the same emotional payload. Yeah, whenever they have like solo soundtrack guitar. stuff. Well, no, also... that's, that's the, yeah, soundtrack. That's bad. Yeah. Except Ricky Rabies, his entrance music was Kiss. That was good. That was good. And then I also liked, but we didn't really get to hear it very much, the bad uh, Bobby rap. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was funny bad. So Bobby that Pins was, rap is yeah. very good. Yeah. Stay tuned for our wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to the Movie John Patreon. Part of the reason why I picked this, I think it's one of like the better like uh spoofing kind of. Yeah. Films. Yeah, this is a this is a spoof in the traditional like what would the porno version of blank movie be? Yeah. All right. You love the Coen brothers. Yes. I'm going to go on their IMDb, get their filmography, and we're going to try and do a porno parody for every <laughs> It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm calling yeah. it now. Not going to work, but we'll give it a shot. Uh, okay, we got The Ballad of Bustin' Nut Scruggs. Okay. No Country for Old Men. I mean, that's just spell it different. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, brother, where art thou? The man who wasn't there. These could just be porno titles. Yeah. I guess Fargo would be Hard Go. Maybe. Right? That makes or sense. Farho. Farho. <laughs> the Hudsucker Proxy. Could be Cocksucker Proxy. 
Yeah. Raising Arizona, you just put extra emphasis on raising. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How do you put extra emphasis in a word? <laughs> raising is all in caps. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but like the man who wasn't there, that's just lesbian porno. Like, oh, yeah. I guess the Big Lebowski, you could call it the really Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, you could do this. So, yeah. This is a porno parody of in that in that spirit. Yes. Flesh Gordon. 1974? Yes. Uh, directed by How- Michael Benveniste? Benveniste? And Howard Zeme? Yeah. Was going to be an X-rated movie. Yeah, that, okay, so that's, that's what I had always heard. I found this eh, a couple of years ago. Uh, AIDS Thrift, Philadelphia, Philly AIDS Thrift. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I took my break from work and was just like, oh, I'll go walk around and... I usually just will go browse at AIDS Thrift and see if there's anything there. Find some good used DVDs. And this was there, and I was like, oh, shit, right on. Because, um, yeah, this is a thing I'd heard of and heard about, yeah. but had never seen, like... Because, like, I didn't have a computer growing up and whatever, so, like, I didn't ever know this was, like, really a thing. Same thing with, like, Edward Penis Hands. Like, yeah. up until more recently, that was a thing that, like... I'd heard a lot of people independently mention, and, like, probably real. But, like, up until very recently, I was like, oh, I've never actually seen it anywhere. But yeah, the, so the story that I had heard was, yeah, they were planning on making just a fully X-rated hardcore porno movie with a budget. Yeah. And something that would be, like, fun and sexually, uh, uh, you know, cool, sexually free. Yeah. Being like, look, sex, it can be fun. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be this thing that we lock behind a secret door and don't talk about and, you know, yada, yada. Like, mm-hmm. this could be a fun thing. I've heard different stuff at different times, like, that mm-hmm. it was uh, edited by someone else. Like, someone bought it and then edited it and released it. Uh, I also heard that they got a release deal midway through production, and then um, all the scenes shot thereafter were uh, softer core Mm. and things, and then they just went and edited out things from earlier on. But, like, watching it, it's hard to tell whether it was intentionally shot to be soft core or not. So some stuff where I'm like, that's just, like, a shot choice you only would make in a soft core film. Yeah. And then there's some where I'm like, oh, uh, I can see actual penetration happening here. Like, this is happening. Wang's throne room. Yeah, that's where most of that is. There's a lot of, like, like one of the few times you can see, like, uh, actual genitals. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually going on. Yeah. What did you hear? What was, or what did you read that was the... Basically, at the time, it wasn't legal for them to be making that kind of film or releasing it or whatever the hell. So they okay. got raided. By, yeah. like... The FCC or no, I think like LAPD or something. Oh wow! Yeah, holy shit! But again, well, I mean, like that's the thing is, if you've heard different stuff, then that kind of puts the veracity of that into question. I mean, anything's possible. Either way, the actual movie's not as porny as some other parodies. No, it's got a lot in common with stuff like Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. It's, it's honestly it's closer to Attack of the Killer Tomatoes than like Airplane, but you know that's they're all in a, a family. The Naked Gun you mentioned, yeah. like it's a family of that sort of you know just throw anything out there humor and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then this one just also has fucking and like a lot of the humor is like trying to be as like porny as possible. Yeah. All the names are There's a lot of entendre happening, and then yeah, everybody's name is like uh, yeah. So what you'd expect from porn or early James Bond characters? <laughs> yeah. So I guess okay. So. Flash Gordon, um, pre the movie with the Queen song, was print story comic, you know. Yeah. It was uh, a s- series of, like, movie serials. Didn't, didn't they also do radio? 
grow yeah, might that thing is yes, it definitely did. I don't yeah. know where it started. I don't know which came first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was you know it existed across all these you know different platforms, and it was you know like Superman did the same thing. It was comics. It was TV. It was radio. Flash was a regular like Earth guy. Ends up going to a you know distant planet and is a hero there. And um, he's got a he meets a lady. Her name is Dale Arden, and uh, he fights a you know now extremely racist uh character uh, named ming the merciless uh who was like a result of the yellow peril you know that was going on at the time and whatever and it's again it's like fu manchu it's like i get it but it's not it's not cool now yeah um, yeah i don't think i've ever seen any of the serials or anything i've read maybe a couple of comics you know collected here and there yeah and i only saw the movie and that was quite a while ago yeah so you've got the brian blessed uh you know mm-hmm. giant flying guys i don't know if those are from the serials or what or if they were invented for the movie i have no idea couldn't tell you yeah um so this is you know trying to you know do a do a one-to-one of the original flash gordon as a born parody so yes your main character is now flesh gordon the the girl's name is dale arder uh flexi jackoff yeah i don't know who the i don't know what the original name is uh, for that it was alexi zarkov alexi was zarkov. the original yeah. Yeah. So the character in this is Flexi Jerkoff. Um, Ming the Merciless is now Wang the Perverted. Yes. Which is like not as good a. No. His daughter is Amora instead of Aura. And then there's uh, Prince. Uh, Prince Precious. Yeah. Prince Baron was the original. Um, and the planet, instead of being Mongo, is Porno. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what you're working with here. And like that could all be stuff that's in a Naked Gun movie, like those kinds of puns or whatever. Yeah. There's also a lot of like referring to Ming. Oh, they refer to him a couple of times as uh, your protuberance. Yeah. But like they also, I think they like refer to him as uh, like, yes, infertile one or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's like after we find out that apparently he had his uh, junk bitten off by a penis flytrap. Yes. He was originally a botanist. Yeah. There's a lot. But then there's stuff in there where I'm like, oh, this just feels like this could be a joke out of any of those things, like any airplane or whatever, as is the you know normal plot for Flash Gordon. Ming falls in love with Dale, and you know that's a whole. Besides Ming being a, an evil ruler who should be overthrown, he also wants Flash Gordon's girl. Um, so he's got dual purpose there. So in this, like you know, he sets up this wedding, and he's got like a priest or something, and the priest is literally just going like. And then just says, Francis Newberry. And I was like, who? What? It's like Googled Francis Newberry, who was a painter and was like the dean of, um, you know, an art college from like 1788 to whatever. And I was just like, I don't see the connection. To be fair, I just skimmed a Wikipedia that's like three or four paragraphs long. It's not exceptionally in-depth. Yeah. But I skimmed it and didn't see anything about, like, known for painting boobs onto the... Like, I was like, what is the connection between that and this? Yeah. And I don't think there is one, really? No, they just thought it was kind of random and funny. I guess. Yeah. I guess. If anybody can explain why that joke would be in this movie and... Like, maybe he was against marriage, or, like, give me a clue why that would be a thing. Mm. And that pulled me hard out of the movie. I was just like, what's happening? And I, like, zoned out for a few minutes trying to figure out what who that was and what that could have meant. 
Um, yeah, it, but that feels like, you know, a joke that maybe was really funny in 1974 and just, you know, we don't have the cultural context for it now. Yeah, I know. So also I was reading uh, about moments in pop culture that changed people's conceptions of things. And Looney Tunes is responsible for the concept of Nimrod describing somebody stupid. What it actually was, was a reference to the biblical king and hunter Nimrod when Bugs Bunny was calling Elmer Fudd that. But people took that contextually to be like, oh, well, he's stupid, so that must oh, be Bugs insult. calling him stupid. Yeah. Huh. And so the only reason that that word exists with the context of it being about somebody being dumb is because of Looney Tunes making that joke and people misunderstanding it. Sure, sure. That's, <laughs> yeah. That makes a lot of sense, though, because there's a, in the X-Men, there's like a futuristic hunter-killer robot. Yeah. That comes back in time to hunt the X-Men. Yeah. And it's called Nimrod. Uh-huh. And uh, I you... think I only know of it from trading cards. Mm -hmm. And I was just always like... What a weird name to call it that. Yeah, I'm like, huh, it, yeah. odd, weird. Yeah. 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 Also, every time anybody's called me a Nimrod, obviously it's because my name is Hunter, and they just are doing like a... <laughs> so I have some apologies, I guess, <laughs> to make. Kind of, it's, it's a similar sort of thing in this, like, it's a lot of this movie is Flesh palling around with uh, Jackoff. Yeah. And there's a lot of him being like, great job, Jackoff! Yeah. And I was just like... I was like, every one of these, is, if you, like, isolated it, is funny in and of itself. Yeah, well, also, because, yeah, the tone is completely wrong. Where it's so Right. Funny. Yeah. It's not sarcastic in the slightest, yeah. which, if you were to say, like, great job, Jackoff, it, it would be a little... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, do you want to do a brief walkthrough of the plot of this? Yeah. Broad strokes. Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> I see what I did there. <laughs> the Earth is under attack by uh cosmic sex rays which, which are great yeah which are like sparklery looking like they they layer in over. they yeah. layer in like b-roll or stock footage of like sparks hitting a flat surface yeah um and also the sound effects are somebody saying fuck yeah it's just somebody saying fuck but they like repeat it and yeah, it's like fuck 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 yeah yeah, it's really goddamn funny and weird. Yeah. And so basically, like, after Flash and... Nope. No, after Flesh and uh, Dale's plane goes down, uh, they meet up with Jackoff, and, who has a, a spaceship that he's been working on. Yeah, it's Elon Musk's penis-shaped spaceship. Yeah, it really is. It may actually look slightly less phallic than Elon Musk's spaceship. Yeah, it looks less phallic, but somehow more virile. Yeah, it's kind of vaguely got the shape of the uh, Oscar Mayer wiener truck. It kind of does. <laughs> so, you'd already been working on it, and uh, so they blast off in that. That gets uh, bombarded with sex rays and then crashes on planet porno. Ming decides that he wants Dale and that he wants to send Jack off to work in his laboratory and that he wants to kill Flesh. First, he wants to send him to the sex depleter. Okay, yeah, the, I, I didn't catch the, that. Yeah, the first thing he says is he wants to send him to the sex depleter. And then uh, Queen Amora yeah. says, like, no, the blonde giant will not be depleted. Uh, put him in the arena. Yeah. And then he fights three women who communicate in... Cat sounds. Not just cat sounds, but, like, 
stock sound library, like Panthers. wildcat sound. Yeah. That like, yeah. like that thing over and over and over every time any one of them does anything. Yeah. They also have their hair teased up like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're topless. Yeah. They have big fake like claw fingers. Yeah. And um, he beats them, uh, you know, in, in combat. And then after that, Ming is like, send him to the sex depleter now. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, it's yeah. a brief diversion. Yep. Namor is like, hell no, and uses her pasties of power to yes. transport them away. To her swan ship. Man, this movie, again, I'm tangentially familiar at best with Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of this is like, oh, it's just like, we just took a thing from Flash Gordon. Like a design of something. Like, how much is this like something in Flash Gordon? Or like the swan ship. And later on, the, uh, you know, Prince Precious is, they call it the Forest Flyer. And it just looks like the top, tippy top of R2-D2. Yeah. And I don't know how much of that is like, oh, we just took the same design. Because, like, like if you did a Star Wars parody, Star Wars porno parody, right? And you were like, oh, the Millennium Falcon. It's just, it looks exactly like, the, basically exactly like the, the Millennium. Millennium. fuck it. Right, right. But, like... <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, you just take that same sort of, like, it's mostly a circle, but it has that one little blocky bit on the end. And you're yeah. just like, that's the design. It doesn't, we're not going to change it. Right. Like, like Ming's spaceship looks like a dragon. Yeah. Or something, like a big monster. Yeah. And, like, it's just like, you know, because obviously, like, the phallic rocket is, like, a gag. But mm-hmm. I don't know how much any of the other stuff was, like, a yeah. riff. Or if it was just like, oh, we just took it one for one. Yeah. Um. But the, a, lot, the, a lot of the design stuff in this is really good and interesting and weird. So I also read that the reason why this has like a little preamble about, you know. Uh, the historical you know, context. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. Part of the reason why that's there is that they were possibly, I think, going to get sued over um, copyright infringement. Oh, yeah. So they're trying to establish so, that it's parody. Yeah. So they were trying to very firmly specify that like, well, yeah, no, this is not flash gordon it's flesh gordon you know it's it's a different thing it's yeah so they have a whole preamble in the front about how like oh it's in the style of burlesque and everything and it's you know uh, a send-up and all that but it might have also been because they were hewing a little too close to their source material yeah like Maybe. um prince precious and his guys at the end mm-hmm. you know, like in the third act they're just dressed like robin hood they're yeah. all dressed exactly oh, yeah. like robin hood but i don't know that might be from you know, the original. Yeah. Or from one of the previous versions that might be from the comics or from the, you know. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> these, these guys all hang out in the woods um, and are gay. Definitely gay, right? Oh, all, have to or, be. or like pansexual, perhaps? Well, at the at the very end when they're all saying goodbye, uh, you definitely get a shot of uh, Precious kind of like giving uh, Flesh a squeeze in his bathing suit area. Yeah, but before that, <laughs> after they get rescued by Prince Precious, when they're flying back to the Forest Kingdom or whatever they call it, yeah, he's blowing flesh on the on the ship. Oh yeah. Well, so then I mean we can sort of do away with the more subtle uh, a good pat on the crotch uh, as goodbye thing to be like, oh yes, and also he full on blew him earlier. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That one slipped my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, you, you know, uh, Prince Precious rescues them with an arrow. Yeah. Uh, saves them from a weird metal insect. Yeah, so <clears throat> It I... has, like, a duck head. 
Well, so I had it in my notes as like a mantis robot, but I saw the chapter titles and stuff. It said Beetlebot or Beetleman or something. It's a stop motion thing. Yeah. It mostly looks like a big... It's a big it, silver bud, it looks bud like, looking thing. It looks like Zorak. Yeah. Uh, except its head looks like... Ooh, do you remember the Mighty Ducks had a had an animated series? Yeah. It looked like that, like their uh, hockey mask, like the Mighty Ducks hockey mask that was a duck bill. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like silver and stop motion and it's, yeah. And it gets an arrow in the back and the arrow turns out to have been shot by uh, Prince Precious. He explains like, oh, I'm Prince Precious. I, this castle used to be mine and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And Ming used to work for me and then he went crazy Wang. and then he, huh? Wang. Wang. Wang used to work for me and then he went crazy and then uh, he, you know, took over and kicked me out. Now I live in the forest kingdom. And Flesh is like, well, thanks for saving us. You know, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Smash cut to him blowing Flesh on the ship. And then um, Flexi is like looking back at it and like, oh, okay. He's like, all right, that's going on. He just turns and stares like ahead out the, you know, view window. One of uh, uh, the prince's like men starts playing grab ass with him. But then they get there and it's like, there's definitely ladies who seem into Dale, but also everybody seems into Dale through the whole thing. So I was like, I'm not really sure. Yeah, what she's the... a very attractive Earth woman. Sure. Yeah. But like everybody's super like, oh, we got to get her clothes off right away. Yeah. No, yeah. She spends a lot of this movie getting groped or better or worse, worse. I guess. Depends yeah, there's on worse your, too. Yeah. Your, uh, pr- perspective on that. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess, you know, warning for this episode like it's it's a 1974 porno so like there's a lot of stuff in it yeah there's some non-consensual face sitting there yeah there's some non-consensual stuff the r word is thrown around at one point it's associated with robots but like still the d slur yeah Yeah. there's some slurs there's some racism tucked in there as well only one thing but that's a holdover from the flash gordon stuff i think as well Mm -hmm. because like flash at one point calls ming he's like you yellow bastard or something you yellow son of a bitch which is Mm -hmm. like that's racist against ming the merciless who i think was like actually like yellow in some interpretations but like wang is like blue yeah so in this context it's just racist like it's not even like oh there's an excuse no that's just full-on racist yeah it's only in the one thing it doesn't come up again so i was kind of like all right because i'm really because it happens kind of early i'm really glad it's not a runner yeah because like i mean honestly if it was i would never watch this again Mm -hmm. the yellow face is something that has been a criticism of the source material Flash Gordon for quite a while. Sure. I mean, it's it's baked into that. So, like, you yeah. sort of expect something that's parodying it to have that in there. And then also, yeah, this in particular was filmed in the 70s. So it is going to have some things that aren't... Woke. Cool. They're not woke. Yeah, they're not woke. They're not yeah, cool it, it, like, it was yeah. still acceptable to... It would have been, at the time, perfectly fine for them to do a note-for-note, note, you know, Ming the Merciless in this... Um, but they don't, you know, he looks like Ming the Merciless. It's a guy in a lot of makeup. Yeah. And, you know, but he's blue, like you said, and he's not doing like an Asian caricature voice. Yeah, no, like they do seem to be kind of toning it down a bit, which is, you know, I think a good good choice. Yeah, Yeah. it's great. Bold stance. I think racism, bad. Yeah. You know what's fucked up? It kind of is a bold stance in 2021. Yeah. A lot of people just tuned out of this podcast because they're like, oh, they don't like racism. <laughs> I've listened through 68 previous episodes under the misconception that they were cool with racism. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you weren't listening very closely, were you, Maynard? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we talked about this when we were t- discussing the Iger sanction, how that gets uncool. We talk about this at the very least in episode two, because oh, we yeah. talk about how Itchy, uh, our episode two is All Dogs Go to Heaven. Itchy, in that, does a brief yellow face thing in yeah. a children's movie that yeah. is, like, again, horrendously uncool, uncalled for, and not fun. Right. Yeah, so after uh, Flesh defeats the cougar women, or whatever... Amora, yeah, disappears them onto her swan, swan ship, so cool. which, like, every time I see it, it reminds me of um, Adventure Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About how, um, yeah, Princess Bubblegum has that uh, swan that she flies. Yeah, I don't know if that then maybe was, like, from Flash Gordon and... Or Flash is... Gordon. <laughs> well, maybe. Penn Ward is like, yeah, I'm a big fan. I have no idea what he sounds like, so I guess he sounds like Joker. Let's say he sounds like the Joker. I'm a big fan of... Flesh Gordon. <laughs> Don't you want to know how I got these scars? Oh, boy. Sorry, we work with uh, some young kids, and I just found out that um, children have been doing uh, what's your Joker origin story as, like, a meme about, like, what's the thing that really pushed them to the limit. But they're all, like, 20, so it's like, my mom took away my PS4 or whatever. And I'm like, that's not an origin. It's like, have you even... The movie that you're referencing at least attempts to make it, like, a big life-changing thing. And you're just like, I had a fight with my dad. <laughs> I love I love 20-somethings. They're so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, too. I'm not saying, like, I'm better than that. It's just, no, I'm older and I've learned more. When I was 20, I was also yeah. quite stupid. Now I'm better than them. No, I'm just older and know more. Uh-huh. And they'd probably see both of those things as a negative. Yeah, well. <laughs> Look how old he is. Look how much stuff he knows. <laughs> Good job knowing stuff, old man. <laughs> Try to round, ride around to that little one-wheel Segway surfboard thing. Have you seen those? Uh, have you seen the one where people sit down? That one looks goofy as hell. Those things should be programmed to find the nearest cliff. <laughs> Yeah, you're like crouching over it and stuff. Yep. So it's like you're uh, pooping. Yeah. They're in they're they are doing man, stay tuned for our wrestling <laughs> podcast. They're doing the Adam Cole dog needs to take a shit in the middle of the ring <laughs> thing that he does as phase four of his entrance. There's a lot of phases to the Adam Cole entrance. But also while they're scooting along the street. Yeah. At like, I don't know, eight yeah. miles an hour. Yeah, it's like yeah, eight ten. <laughs> People used to make fun of Vespas. A Vespa is basically a Harley Davidson with flames shooting out the back of it compared to this shit. Seriously. Did you see Elvira's uh, got limited edition Vespas? <gasps> no. Yeah, they're like $11,000. I bet they have great headlights. <laughs> She'd like that. She would love that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think Elvira would love that joke. Uh, man. But yeah, no, they're just, they're black and they have like a spiderweb decal. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I know. Ooh, Elvira, if you'd ever like to come on the podcast. Oh my God, yes. Please do. Oh, we can do, you know, a movie, a movie of your choice. Yeah, we could do a tech killer tomatoes. We have that. Yeah, we can do anything <laughs> you want. Anyway. Yeah, so, uh, so Flesh is on, uh, the, uh, black swan boat. swan boat having a lot of sex. It's so cool. The swan boat. And the same. <laughs> and the same. No, like, th- there's design stuff in this that's legitimately great. And that's the thing yeah. is, I don't know how much of it to attribute to this movie entirely, like, this crew, or design-wise, how much is taken from previous yeah. source material. Yeah. But, like, the swan boat itself is cool, weird. It's a weird choice, a weird design if mm-hmm. it didn't come from yeah. Flash Core. Even if it did, it's just so interesting. Yeah. 
but it also it just looks cool it, it looks like a, it looks like a swan boat you'd ride in like central park yeah um but it had around the neck of the swan like the breast of the swan there's like jewels yeah um and it's shot mostly in like shadow yeah she keeps talking about how they're gonna be bonded forever in the dark and that yeah well because she's um queen of darkness she's something. queen of dark yeah or something and yeah. she's gonna make him like her prince of darkness and like through sex obviously sex magic yeah oh yeah i <laughs> i understand um she says the uh she says the phrase come and bind us forever in darkness and i was like done and done yep would be a much shorter movie if you were in it. <laughs> oh, thanks. No, that would be just a bunch of text of like any game, and they were bound forever in the darkness, and darkness, and darkness, and the end. And then the Earth was destroyed by all the sex rays. No. Everybody on Earth fucked to death. I mean, that's, there's worse ways to go. Yeah. But no, because I would totally want to hang out with uh, Prince Precious. Yeah. I mean, weird garden garden people, the Forest Kingdom people. Yeah. They seem fun. Yeah. Also, did you see the size of those daisies? Yeah. Those big daisies. So, like, giant vegetables. Like, I love cauliflower. Yeah. Because it looks like little trees. But what if it looked like trees? trees. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be as delicious? Let's find out. Yeah. Um, I also kind of realized I glossed over the penisauruses. Oh, we didn't. I mean, we're going to go okay. back through and talk about, like, details. There's so many things. Yeah. This All movie's right. obsessed with cyclopses, which I guess is a penis. The one-eyed like, monster, yeah. Yeah. And, like, a couple of them, it makes sense. Like, yes, yeah. one-eyed monsters here and there. But there's other stuff where it's just like, oh, it's just, it looks like a, soul, a single eyeball. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, cyclops things are just a, a runner throughout this whole... Well, I mean... But, could... like, comparatively, there's not a lot of, like, <sighs> vaginal things in it. Right. Even though it, by definition, has to be equally as obsessed with, like, the vagina or holes of any kind, really. There's not, like, you know, there's not a lot of, like, butthole design looking things or things that look like ass cheeks or anything, like, it's, or lips or any, you know, vulva. There's just, like, a couple, there's the dick ship and then there's a couple dick helmet gags and, like, a, you know, staff with, like, a wang on the end of it or whatever, but, like... That, that's kind of it. And then the Cyclopses, which well, I was like, must I, have started as that, but like... I thought his throne was on a thing that looked like a mouth. His throne is like a... It's like a, a viper mouth or something. A monster mouth. It's not like a sexy mouth. Okay. It's not like the, the Rocky Horror mouth. Because I, like, just remember him... Um... I hear you slither in anticipation. Because <laughs> um, I remember him dodging uh, the uh, uvula... When he was fleeing behind the throne. The uvula is like the ejector seat button. Oh, okay. He like punched it like a, a speed bag. Yeah. And it like opened up a chute and he escaped. Yeah. Yeah. Uvula is the hangy ball thing in the back of your throat. Yes. It's the thing that lets you do the, the Chewbacca. Or the predator. Is that ASMR for anybody? Probably. Should back pocket that. <laughs> You're one ugly son of a bitch. Should I just do an ASMR track that's all the dialogue from the Predator? Yes. <laughs> what the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Anyway. But yes, uh, so Queen Amora, she's like backlit in this one scene and you just see like her crown... Yeah. Which is like five spires of like jewels. Yeah. And then her eyes glowing in the darkness. And I was just like, I was like, this just looks cool as shit. Like, 
yeah, she, out of context. She kind of looks um, peacocky. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's a bird like, thing. Yeah. Yeah, cause she, and because she's got like the uh, blue makeup and stuff. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Jerkoff escapes the laboratory by tricking the guards and he steals. Yeah, it's a very um, Mel Brooks. Mm hmm. Where he's like, hold this, and hold this, and take this, and also this. Oh, and one more thing. And then he draws the guy's gu- gun. You know, and he's like, put your hands up. And when the guy drops everything that he handed him, it creates, like, the chemicals create, like, a smoke bomb that knocks him out. Yeah. And I was like, that's really funny. Yeah. Like, it's not shot well or set up especially well. And the, I don't want to drag he's, everybody. He's, he's like, not a strong actor. The performers are not all, like, firing on all cylinders the whole time. But no, Wang's great. Yeah, kind of. And... Then a lot of other people are kind of diminishing returns. I like Prince Precious. I think he's yeah. good. I like... It's a small performance. Like, it's like one scene. But mm-hmm. um, Chief Nelly, I the, think, is the like... Amazon queen. Yeah, yeah. Is like doing a lot of weird shit with yeah. her performance in this one we little bit. We also have her dressed up real crazy. Where, yeah. like, she's got, She's like, got a robot leg. Yeah. And she's got a... a from, from the elbow down, she's missing her arm. It's been replaced with a hook. Yeah. And she got an eye patch, and she also has a boob eye patch. Yeah. Which, okay. Well, that's... If I was to describe to you boob eye patch, yeah. you would be like, oh, she has one, because ex- Amazon, so like exposed breast, and then one unexposed breast, or possibly missing a breast with the patch over it. No. In fact, she has somehow two exposed breasts, but there's a patch that comes down to just a little bit above the nipple on that one side yeah it just hangs out there in a mirror image of the eye patch on her face which covers the eye like a normal eye patch it doesn't stop just above the eye i don't get it (laughs) it's so weird they were just like oh we should give her like a breast eye patch that would be funny and somebody's like yes but it would remove it would make the number of nipples visible in this movie odd (laughs) it's weird it's a weird call yeah but her performance is kind of fun like The swan ship gets shot down, but I, I don't think it's actually by uh, Jerkoff. I think he was disguising himself as like one of Wang's pilots. One of the other ones like shot the ship down, but then he landed to try and save Flesh. Um, yeah, they, and she, he escapes from Amora's uh, ship, the you know the dark, the Swan of Darkness and Sex, dressed as her. Yeah, and so he's you know Flesh is dressed like Amora. And Jerkoff is dressed like one of the goons, so they initially almost fight. Yeah. And then um, they're like, oh, it's you. Uh, The goons, by the way, are kind of dressed like Zardoz, except they have, like, those um, Kaiser helmet, sort of, with the spike on top, except the spike is a dick. Yeah. (laughs) It is goofy. Amora gives them the pasties of power. Yeah. Because it's the only thing that's going to be able to destroy the uh, sex ray machine. Yes. And while all that's going on, the wedding is happening. Yeah. Which is the Francis Newberry. Yeah. Flesh and Jerkoff. Jerk off. Yeah, they, they get dropped down a tunnel. They get dropped down like a shaft. Yeah. Uh, and it's great because it's just a shot of two action figures falling. And it's hilarious. Yeah, like they interrupt the wedding. They get dropped down a shaft. Dale gets absconded to... By the... Chief, yeah, by Chief Nelly and yeah, her to, Amazons. Yeah, to the underground like Amazon stronghold. And I think they're using Amazon as a, uh, you know... It's as a stand-in for lesbian. Yeah. They are dressed real weird. Um, my favorite one is mostly naked. They're all mostly naked. Yeah. But, like, the accoutrement they have is real weird. Um, but my favorite one is she's, again, mostly naked, but she has what appears to be a belt 
around just under her breasts, like the you know middle of her rib cage, that just has a bunch of strips of leather hanging off it. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, cool, what? Yeah. Like we're just like five strings. <laughs> well, so a couple of them have kind of leather skirts happening. Sure. And the one is just one big piece of like red leather that the bottom is cut out to look like lips. Yes. The one girl has like a weird collar, almost like a Shakespearean, you know, Victorian kind of collar, you mm-hmm. know, that ruffled. Yeah. The, I don't know. Is there a name for that? It's a ruff. Well done. <laughs> the round and flat variation is often called a millstone collar after its resemblance right. to millstones for grinding grain. Now we're getting somewhere. That's something. But anyway, so she's got like a millstone collar on. You know those. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And that's the only one that um, Nellie, she's doing the inspection. And it's mostly just like tapping people's nipples and being like, very good, very good. She actually says to one of them, what have you been doing with your nipples? They're very nice. Yeah. Which I was like, what is she like, polishing them? (laughs) Combed. Yes. I'm parting them on the left. Um, Yeah. For more volume. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, it's so weird. Um, and then she sees the one with the, like, the millstone thing, and she's like, no. <laughs> 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 Which is really funny. Yeah. Uh, yes. Then Flesh and Jerkoff, you know, come, and they rescue Dale. They, like, fight them, really? Not, kind of, a little. Not really, though. Right, yeah. Sort of, like, just get out of there. Yeah, the one then, the one hits a gong and it summons the uh, oh it bu- summons the, the dumb bug, bug guy yeah. yeah that's right the bug guy is cool there's a lot of monsters in this yes the monsters are cool they're stop motion yeah that's cool yeah um when they first land on porno they're in a cave getting chased by Wang's guards and stuff and they're also being accosted by penosauruses. The funny thing about that <clears throat> is apparently the very first iteration of the penosauruses were too realistic that the people doing the effects <laughs> were uncomfortable working with them. <laughs> so then they made them monsterier. Ah, you bunch of prudes. Yeah, just saying. So, I mean, that's also wild because they're pretty they're very, realistic. They're very dick-like. Um, y- yeah. It's, like, if I was to describe it to you, it's a dick with two differences. It's got that big eye. It's a veiny, it's, got, it's like, a, it's a veiny dick. Okay. You know in Star Wars when they're in the trash compactor and the little eyeball comes up? It's like if that was a dick. Yeah. I'm not wrong. Um, um it's got a full-on penile head. Yeah. And then around the ridge of the head are, like, triceratops type, like, uh, spikes, spikes or whatever you want to yeah. call them. Yeah. Uh, protuberances. Um, but yeah, and it's just like, it's a big, it's obviously a dick. Yeah. It couldn't look more like a dick if it was an actual, just a dick. Yeah. So for them to be like, well, the other one was more realistic. Like it must have just been a penis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing the eye was a lot more subtle and it didn't have the horns, <laughs> but I, I can't say for sure. Cause I didn't see any. No, uh... it's great. Um, it's very, it's very cheap. Like they have certain animations of it and they reuse those animations in different configurations. Right. Yeah. So they have it like rising up out of the, like, again, it's like the, it's like the, the trash compactor. They have it rising up out of the muck and it like moves a certain way and it blinks, you know, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, that kind of, it kind of has vaginal eyelid. Yeah. It's a horror. It's a, a vertical eyelid. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. 
but yeah, it blinks its eyelid, and then they cut to a reaction shot of, like, Flash and the gang, and then it shows them backing up, but it's literally them backing up into the same shot as previous. Yeah. So it's it's real janky. Um, and then they sort of get split up, and, like, Flesh is fighting one, and another one is, like, attacking Dale, and then one is coming down from the ceiling on Jackoff, and it, but it's the same animation as it rising up out of the... Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I lo- it's, it's so dirt cheap, and I, I mean, I'm sure it was expensive, but, like... It's so cheap they just reuse that animation. I love it. Yeah, well, the, the monsters Great. themselves are extremely convincing. They're very good. Yeah. Like, the bug thing, which is how we got here. Yeah. The bug thing, it's, you know, chittering and attacking flesh, and he starts backing up a flight of stairs like that hug the wall, like an Errol Flynn movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's got a sword, and it's not really doing any damage. And there's a shot of the bug thing starting to climb the stairs at the bottom. Yeah. And it's like a new perspective shot. Mm-hmm. It's not reusing a, a stale shot that we saw already. The thing has, like, a shadow on the wall. Like, they, you know, lit it. It must have all been a model. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fucking great. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, am I, am I wrong? Is it not, you know, is it not stop motion? Is it maybe a weird costume? And then in the next shot, which is, like, back to a previous setup yeah. where Flesh is at the top and it's climbing up, I was like, oh, no, it's clearly, like, not casting a shadow in this shot mm. the same way. I was like, so this is the composite shot with the stop motion. That must have all been a model earlier. See, I wasn't, so fucking I wasn't wild. sure with the bug thing if they also maybe were doing like a partial like suit or puppetry or no, something. No, I don't think so. And then just like manipulating the, the footage to give it a sp- stop motion effect. But like. No, I don't think so. No, I think it's I mean, all stop you, motion. It's yeah, wild. you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. I know that, that was heavily used for this. They got a lot of really either people that were already good in effects or people that will would then in a few years go on to be big names in effects. Uh like Rick Baker. Rick uh, Baker worked on this? Yeah. No. Yes. Oh, previous episode cursed. Yeah. Uh Mike Miner. Oh, I know that name. I yeah. don't know from what, but uh Greg Jean I'm not familiar with, but apparently he's another big uh, effects artist, yeah. Jim Danforth worked on this, but he's listed in the credits with his name backwards as Midge Harftornad. Okay. Not everybody that worked on this, um, you know, was was credited or was credited the way. Oh they yes, tend there to be. is. Yeah. There is one famously uncredited yeah. person, and we'll get there. Yeah, and that happens sometimes with like pornier things, yeah. or even sometimes with like genre films of like people not wanting to taint their CV with uh, stuff. Yes, and also sometimes just for things outside of your um, studio. Yeah, if if you're trying to sort of fly under the radar on a yeah, project. Yeah, if you're, if you're doing sure. it because you like are friends with somebody that's working on it and you want to do, oh, this be so fun, I just come in for a day and I do this character, or I do this voice or whatever. Yeah. Or like, in the music world, oh, I could play on this one track, but like, oh, you're on an opposing label, like, you know, that violate my contract. So I'll just be credited under a pseudonym, which is how, you know, Paul McCartney used a pseudonym, which is where the Ramones got their name. Mm-hmm. And then there's also just weirdos like uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp um, appeared in, it might have been uh, 21 or 22 Jump Street, one of the Jump Street movies, because he was in the Jump Street show. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, back yeah. in the day. So he appeared in one of them. And I believe he's under a fake name. And if it's the fake name, I think it is. It, his alias was Oprah Noodlemeyer. <laughs> oh boy! Because he's just you know, he's just a, he's just OMG, OMG <laughs> Johnny Depp. So random. <laughs> he's exhausting. It's exhausting talking about him. <laughs> I'm just tired. I, I legitimately don't know how Jenna does it. Yeah. Hi uh, Jenna. Hi. Listen to uh, uh, Def uh, Impact. Def Impact. Our friend, uh, our friend Jenna Kersey's extensive and exhaustive Johnny Depp. 
uh, podcast. Um, we were on it once. Yeah. I had fun. It was a good time. Yeah. It's our secret episode. Secret. Secret episode. <laughs> what the hell are you? <laughs> Predator ASMR. <laughs> Predator ASMR is now my favorite thing. Prince Precious kills bug guy with uh, an arrow. Yes, and then uh, he gets to blow flesh as a thank you. Yeah. Um, they uh, they go to the forest kingdom. Or you get um, Wang's backstory. Yeah, we get of. Wang's backstory that he was a botanist and that the castle used to be uh, Prince Precious's uh, until his uh, Wang's uh, Wang was bitten off by a penis flytrap, mm-hmm. which we mentioned earlier. Um, and then while they're in the forest kingdom, Jerkoff finally finishes the Destructo Ray. You know, it'll be powered by the pasties of power, the power pasties channel their energies into it and that'll be the way we can destroy the sex ray and what they don't know is one of the merry men is a spy and he contacts wang and wang's like cool we're gonna bring him down or whatever so they all load back into the forest flyer which is the ship that looks like the tippy top of r2d2 they're getting ready to fly back and launch an attack on the castle and destroy the ray um and the spy fucks everything up and then escapes via umbrella oh yeah, yeah. they like jump out he jumps out with a parasol and like floats down um that's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then... Just Mary Poppins' way out of it. So one of the one of the many Cyclopses in the film, when we first see Wang's castle, there's a shot of what I thought was a door knocker because the scale is a little hard to parse. Yeah. It's like a big Cyclops eye and then um, kind of like chomper teeth. Yeah. Um, and it does like one bite, you know, when you first see it. And I was like, oh, is that... What is that? But there's no context, so I don't know. Yeah. And um, turns out it's the hangar door. Turns out, well, it's like a hangar door, but they also have like a tractor beam. Yeah. That sucks them in. Um, so it sucks in the, the the forest flyer and it gets chomped in the teeth and it explodes. And then we get text on screen that says, you know, like, is this the end of Flesh Gordon? Has he been destroyed by the chompy, chompy teeth or whatever? Whatever it said. And it says, you know, find out after this intermission. And then there's an intermission for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's great because A, it's based on cereals. Cereals are good. Mm-hmm. Like the serialized stories, not like breakfast cereals. So those, some of those are good. But yeah, you know, it, it, it's cool. You know, it's a cool callback to that. Yeah. And then also more movies should have intermissions, especially now that movies are like two and a half, three hours long. Yeah. Well, because this doesn't have a very long run 30 time. seconds. Oh, the, the, the intermission the, is 30 the, seconds, yeah. The film doesn't have a very long run time. It's longer than 30 seconds. You wouldn't necessarily need an intermission, but I think it's, yeah. I'll it's a stylistic choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just think that more movies should have intermissions, especially nowadays, when things are like three hours long. Yes. Because, like, I gotta pee. I drank a big soda. Yeah. I ate all that salty popcorn I chased with all that nice cold fountain soda. Yeah. And now I gotta pee, and Iron Man's gonna punch a submarine into the Hulk's penis or whatever. And I don't know when that's gonna happen. Right, and, and like, I, I wanna, wanna see it. Yeah. But, like, you know, I gotta pee. Yeah, I paid, like, Dog? 20, I paid $25 for this ticket. <laughs> right. People frown on me, you know, just peeing in my empty soda cup. Yeah. Even though it is the best alternative. Yep. I don't know what you want me to do. That's the one thing I'll give, you know, Quentin Tarantino credit was apparently he was pushing to have films bring back intermissions yes i don't agree with everything that he does but that no, is no, definitely no. something that i agree with yeah i was like oh that's that's great that mm-hmm. would be so fun you could make it where it's not just like a boring static screen like it could be something that's entertaining for anybody that doesn't need to go to the bathroom yeah but then people could go to the bathroom and yeah. it wouldn't diminish their appreciation of the film at all like 
Yeah. You know, the argument for longer films is like, well, they cost a lot, so you should get your money's worth. And it's like, right, right. But, you know, if you made them cost less, you could make them shorter and no one would feel cheated. Mm -hmm. If it didn't cost 80 bazillion dollars to make and then therefore you charge $40 a ticket so you can make 69,000 bazillion dollars uh, or else, you know, it's a loss or a failure or something, which is all insane. All of that's insane. Well, and then you got to release the Blu-ray with, you know, 76 hours of additional footage. <sighs> Yeah. And interviews. Right. And commentaries. Yeah. And, and stills. I love all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to have peed my pants in the theater. Right. If I pee my pants in the theater at your film, it gets zero stars on Letterboxd. I'll start a Rotten Tomatoes account. Yeah. Just to be like, made me pee myself. No stars. S splatty tomato. <laughs> splatty tomato. Dune. No, I don't know. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Not gonna because might pee. Plus, like, I just imagine it's going to make me thirsty because look how dry it is. I'm just going to constantly be like, oh, I need to drink more soda. Arrakis. Yeah. Arrakis, the desert planet. Dune. The spice must flow like something else must flow. <laughs> drink this whole big ass soda. Something else is going to flow. This all looks like a litter box to me. <laughs> <laughs> Urinate without rhythm. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> ah. The PSATs had rack. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh. <laughs> That's so dumb. Woo. And we're back from intermission. So then in, in classic, like, serialized storytelling fashion... They reveal a thing you were not privy to just before the cliffhanger. Yeah. Which is that everybody else jumped out of the plane with, with their, their umbrellas. own umbrellas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's... I didn't remember that from the only other time I watched this. Yeah. I didn't remember the intermission at all or anything. I was like, damn, that's really charming. Yeah. Because it's like an honest homage to what they're, you know, parodying. They club their way into the palace because, you know, all the guards, I guess, are susceptible to umbrella attack. Yeah. Um, which is funny. The guards don't seem especially tenacious anyway, but it's just like clunk and they're out. Yeah. They end up in the Royal Flush Chamber. They're like, oh, it must be through here. And they go in and the door closes and it says Royal Flush Chamber occupied. Yeah. So you get that it's going to be a toilet gag. Yeah. And then they go in and there's just the sound of toilet flushing. Yeah. But they're in just like a big empty circular room, like some kind of James Bond death chamber type thing. It's like a rock uh, walled room with like i guess like a tile floor or something or you know like a stone floor very flat you know but yeah wang appears on a television screen that briefly shows the nbc logo from the time yeah the old cartoon like peacock yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that was... flashed on screen really quickly we... welcome to the royal flush chamber yeah yeah whatever whatever prepare to be flushed away or whatever yeah and uh then the floor starts to just like disappear or like dilate open like an aperture kind of yeah and it's just like opening, and um, they've put in footage of just a straight-up toilet. <laughs> like, you know, it's just swirling water for a while, yeah. and then once it gets to, like, the edge of the room and it opens all the way, it's clearly a toilet. <laughs> yeah, it's got a rim. Yeah, it's the porcelain. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of funny, just because it took so long to be a toilet. clearly be a toilet. Yeah. Immediately, Wang is celebrating with yeah. the conga line. Yeah, it's it's like a naked bunny hop. Yeah, they're like hop, hop, hop forward, hop back. You know, yeah. 
Because he's like, and he's... Flash Gordon's dead. Yeah, everybody dance. Flash Gordon's dead. Like, whatever. Yeah, he's got a little song about it. Yeah. Um, this is classic villain problems 101. Like, yeah. if you didn't see the bodies, this is yeah. horror movie shit. If you didn't yeah. see the bodies, you don't know they're dead. Don't right. celebrate. Right. I mean, I know he's a bad guy. We're not supposed to be rooting for him. But just, like, pay attention, my man. Yeah. How did you take over a whole kingdom? Wang hides one of the power pasty jewels in one of his concubines vaginally. Yeah. And, and he's like, stuck. ooh, yeah. And he's like, now give it back to me. And she's like, it's stuck. And he's like, what? Flesh and his gang all show up. They kind of real easily whoop Wang and his yeah. guards and stuff. And they're like, give us the jewel. And she's like, it's stuck. So at one point he like rips one rug away and Prince Precious does a pratfall. Yeah. And one of the other, like, girls just cannot stop laughing in the scene. She's oh. just, like, got her hands over her mouth and is visibly laughing. I didn't see that. That's very funny. It's hilarious. And then he lifts the other blanket off and it's the girl with the thing in her crotch. Hunter always notices when somebody's doing something weird or anything in the background. I think we've talked about this, but the way my mind works... I mean, I have seen this before. But also, like, even with movies I'm watching for the first time, like... Some actors really hold your attention because you don't know what they're going to do or you don't know what the scene is going to do. You don't know where it's going to go. And some things you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen here. Like, oh, okay, they're looking for this thing. Especially in, in this movie because it's not trying to fool you. Yeah. You know, it's not trying to outthink you or whatever. It's it's a it's a porno parody. So it's like just trying to be fun and go through enough of the motions to tell a story that can also be sexy. So, you know, he's looking for the gem. He's going to find it. Yeah. And so, yeah, my eye just kind of drifted to this girl who was just, like, obviously, yeah. I enjoy looking at the the background characters and the extras and to see, like, who's doing what. Because, like, if I'm going to be in a movie, if I'm going to appear in one ever, and this is the thing I think about because I love movies, I'd love to be in them, I'm not going to be the main character. No one wants to look at me. That's why I have a podcast. It's an audio medium. I'm doing you a favor. You're welcome. If you want to thank me, subscribe to the Movie John Patreon. I might be a background guy. And so I'm like, all right, what are these background people doing? What are they doing back there to be interesting and not just stand there not knowing what to do with their hands? Okay. Wang unleashes the uh, the R-word robots. Um, They're funny. Yeah, they're very cardboard robot. They are like old school... Like the kind of robots the 20s, like Fleischer Superman cartoon would fight. Yeah. Big boxy robots that clomp around. Or if you are a fan of the Conan O'Brien late night show, Pimpbot. It's very Pimpbot. Um, they have like the arms that are like the duct tubing. Yeah, like Bender. Yeah. Um, but they have like drill penises that are spinning. Um, I think they're very funny because one has a necktie made of metal and the other one has a metal bowler hat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The necktie was silly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Like they're yeah. trying to lighten up a thing that is like kind of dark. I've you know like I'm a I'm a grown ass man. I'm not afraid to tell you I've watched my fair share of pornography, um, and some of it is you know of a from a different era. There's a lot of non consensual stuff in them, which is not my thing. But I understand if you are you know back in back in the day if you were making porno you couldn't make it as specific as like nowadays you can get go insular on, with it you can go on Pornhub like, yeah. or whatever you know and and you can look for any whatever the specific thing you want the porno to be about and it'll be just about that but back in the day they'd be like well let's put a little bit of this in there we'll put some pee play in it here's some handcuffs here's you know like whatever and they were just like we're gonna just put some stuff in and we'll see maybe somebody will find something they like in here yeah and it'll appease uh, you know it'll, it'll appease the most people 
Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it, but, like, I like that whoever designed them then was like, well, I'll make them dumb and silly. Right. Well, and that's the thing, is, like, this doesn't actually get as, like, forced as, like, other things that happen in the film. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, Dale, when she's, uh, held by the Amazons, they, like, straight up tie her down, and then one of the Amazons, like, mounts her, and non-consensual face-sitting is what you said earlier, Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that flesh and amora that also sort of yes. almost seemed like he was drugged or something she like hypnotizes him with yeah with night magic or something yeah. so that is a little less violent but is still kind right, right. of in that realm yes too. yeah, it's, yeah it's definitely non-consensual she's yeah. like sleep and yeah. we shall couple or whatever yeah with stuff like this from this era it's kind of par for the course unfortunately right and, yeah, I mean, like, when you have, like, yeah, the damsel in distressed character, that is how that translates to pornographic content is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, right, she's no longer she's in, in... sexy trouble well, she's no longer trouble. she's no longer in subtextually implied sexual danger. Right. She's in overt sexual danger. Sure. That's all it is. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what, you know, I mean, the difference between this and Flash Gordon is when she's being held in chains by Ming the Merciless... And he's like, I'm going to marry you, except in a racist Asian voice. Then the implication is like, and then what happens? Right. Now they're married, they can have sex because this is a Puritan society. Right. (laughs) Couldn't possibly do it before then. Yeah. But, you know, that's the implication. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this, he's just like, let's get married. And also I'm going to honk them hooters. You know, like it's pretty much right all on Front Street. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm happy to live in 2021 when we're uh, trying to put some distance between, you know, what is appropriate and this. Yeah. Where it's like, I think it's We Hate Movies is where I got this phrase. But like, if you're going to use stuff like sexual danger and sexual violence, like it's a delicate spice. Right. So, like, too much of it overpowers the dish. Yeah. Anyway, they, uh, I don't know, change the polarity on the robots or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember how they beat them. They just sort of, like... There was a thing on the wall that, uh, Wang had done to bring them out, and they, like, spun it the other way. Oh, that's right. The yeah. weird dial. Yeah. Uh, Wang escapes through to the secret chamber, like we mentioned previously, under the castle, uh, deep in the earth. And there's a big stone idol... And he implores it to come to life. Yeah. And it does. It's uh, it's a Gorgon. It's not a Cyclops. No. Which is weird. Yeah. Given all the Cyclops stuff. But yeah. it's like a big monstery kind of, you know, horned head thing um, with like the backwards goat legs. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's Gorgon-y. Gorgon yeah. is just like a generic term for a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like... It is fit. It would fit right in there. Yeah, very stop motion. Apparently, oh, wasn't it is, yeah. originally going to have dialogue, but the creature that they made was so expressive that they decided to add in dialogue. Some dialogue. Okay, so according to IMDb, this is voiced by Craig T. Nelson of Coach, Poltergeist, and The Devil's Advocate fame, and I guess others. Yeah, if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. He's uncredited. He's uncredited. I, I've watched this now twice, knowing that, mm-hmm. and I can kind of hear it on some. Okay, he's this got, is he has some of the weirdest dialogue. The dialogue too, is weird. Is it's like improv, but like this is the way he delivers all the dialogue. Yeah. Oh and... yeah. It's it's very. 
dry and understated, I guess. Right, and the monster and quiet. the monster is like screaming, swinging its arms, like getting shot at by, by a death laser from a spaceship. It's carrying Dale around, you know, like King Kong with Fay Ray, like, you know, it's the classic monster shit. Um, and at one point he goes, well, this is the murder tower. It's where I hang out. <laughs> Which made me laugh really hard. Yep. Um, and that's just kind of the way he delivers all the lines. So it's it's kind of hard to tell if yeah. it's Craig T. Nelson or not. Because he's not yelling at Dauber. Yeah. He does like, fuck you. Yeah, at one point he gets <laughs> shot in the ass and he goes, ow, my ass. Yeah. It's like David. Du- it's like the impression everybody does of David Duchovny to say he's like a bad actor. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scully, have you ever heard of the bad actor Alien? <laughs> like to be fair, I I watched the X Files all the way through multiple times. Yeah, we'll break for well, Fluke Man. Not counting the new se- the newest season, like from a couple years ago. Yeah, on, no, we on just Fox. we just saw that the once. Yeah, I saw the, that the once, and the I did. got my fill of most of that. Um, I might watch a couple of those episodes. There's only like six of them. Might watch a few of them again, but. I don't need it. It ended for me when it did. Um, but having watched all the way through, he is not a great actor at the start of that series. He's a better actor at the end of it. And I also know some of his film work and stuff. And um, he's actually good on you know some stuff. And Californication is not a show that I like love, but he's good on it. And yeah. it's got moments. Um, it's just you knowing. He's great in Zoolander. He is great in Zoolander. Fucking that's like a best supporting actor nomination for me. Yeah. Him and Zoolander, it's yeah. it's a perfectly tailored performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. 100%. That movie, that's a five-star movie, by the way. If we ever do an episode on Zoolander, spoilers, it's a great watch. Yeah. But yeah, so this is apparently, allegedly, Craig T. Nelson. Now, yeah. you know, there's a, Hollywood has a illustrious history of actors doing some, you know, voice work uh, on the cheap yeah. and uncredited. I think the most famous is probably John Larroquette did the opening narration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. And allegedly, he did it for weed. Mm-hmm. He was paid in marijuana, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I think that is tremendously cool. Yeah. Um, that I just, because I grew up watching reruns of Night Court, so. Yeah. Uh, John Larroquette is a person who I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy's, that guy's great. And people are like, who? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, from Night Court and assorted other things. And they're like, no, I never saw Night Court. And I'm like, what did you live in a hole? And they're like, no, I lived outside where I played sports and things. And I'm like, <laughs> loser. Yeah, that's me. I have seen no Night Court. Loser. Yeah, you did Taekwondo, loser. Oh, whatever. I know about Bull and Harry, Dan, and the saxophone theme song. I know it all. But yeah, so there's a big giant monster on top of the murder tower where I hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny i like we all you know when the podcast started we always talked about like what would the t-shirt for this episode be yeah you know like whatever i 100 percent would have a t-shirt that's like that's the murder tower it's where i dot 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 hang out <laughs> it's just it's such a funny line read and it is it's great it's like legitimately good yeah uh the entire time that uh the monster is, you know, King Kong up to the top of the murder tower, which the top of it has, I guess, his throne, a which spider is spider throne. It's a spider whose head is 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 Wang. It's Wang's head. Mm-hmm. But like that just made me think of Pennywise from the It miniseries. Mm-hmm. Like it was that kind of it's such a weird thing because for a second I was like, ooh, it's another monster. 
Yeah. I was like, are there like multiple? I was like, no, it's just like architecture. Yeah. He rips off one of the legs at one point point. is trying to like bat down the uh, spacecraft because uh, Flesh and Jerkoff and I guess a couple of the guys are in Wang's dragon ship flying around firing the uh, Destructo Ray. Yeah. And um, trying not to hit Dale. Yeah. Who's also up there. And, and they shoot. She gets her top ripped off too. Yeah. She gets her clothes yeah. ripped off again. Yeah. And um, they shoot the they shoot the monster in the butt a couple times, and he's like, "Oh my ass!" <laughs> like it's literally like that line read. Yeah, it's such a weird movie. Yep. Then he falls off the tower. Yeah, and, and a lot of shit explodes. Yeah, he lands. <laughs> I think he lands on Wang and like on this like next parapet down or whatever, and yeah, causes everything to explode. A lot. Oh, he lands on the on the sex ray. Oh. Which is like mounted on a parapet. Uh, like on a balcony uh, and Wang is out there and then yeah crushes them and blows everything up everything and then there's like five minutes of explosions which is all just like topless ladies running around in front of a green screen of like ex- an exploding miniature set yeah it's kind of great yeah it's, it's probably a fun day on set we're just yeah. like alright this is your last day everybody tops off you're scared everything's on fire action yeah <laughs> yeah Um. at one point uh, some people are running through like what like a, the the throne room Your nipples set. Nipples have hardened from fear and go. <laughs> At one point, uh, some people are running in the throne room set, and a guy and a girl full on collide. Oh boy! Because they're both like looking around, like acting yeah. that the room is on fire, and that they're and like he like jumps and like kind of hip checks her in like the shoulder, and like she's like the fuck. <laughs> like you see them for a second, just be like, "Oops! Oh, sorry, we collided." <laughs> um, and it's funny, funny to me. And that's kind of it. The whole place explodes, and then we just we have a goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye, yeah. Prince Precious. Yeah. And bye. that's when he pats. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a little. Uh, honk, honk. Yeah. Little, yeah. Little package honk. Yeah, he's checking the ripeness of the grapes. Yeah. They fly back in the the Wang Shake ship. Shake hands with beef. Uh, shakes hands with beef. Yeah. Yeah. And then they fly back in the the penile spaceship, penile rocket to Earth. Uh, to Earth, and uh, then it says, "Stay tuned for the next exciting episode: The Perils of Flesh." Yeah. Which, which... did not happen. Never happened, although there is a sequel. Is it a sequel? Very long gap sequel. In 1990, they released Flesh Gordon meets the Cosmic Cheerleaders. And apparently, what? it is not as good. Um, There's cheerleaders in this. There, There is, yeah. In the wedding scene, they do a little cheer for Wang. You remember what they said? It's like W, because there's four of them, and they all have yeah. a letter on them, and they come out, and it's like, W-A-N-G, he's the ruler or whatever, or something for me. Something about Without se- him, the planet Porno would be something, something. Forlorno. Forlorno, yes. Yeah. yeah, Forlorno, yeah. And I was like, that's kind of funny. They all come out, they have like the knit, like college sweater type sweaters, yeah. and they're not wearing bottoms at all. Right. And uh, they come out and do like this little cheer, and I was like, that's funny. Yeah. And like, it's cute. Yeah. That's the tone. I understand that, like, you're inherently doing a porno parody of something where, like, peril is ubiquitous to the the story. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's always in danger. There's some kind of traps. But, yeah, some of it gets a little, you know, yeah, a little heavy and a little gross in ways I don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish more of it was like that, where it's just, like, weird, sexy, whatever, and fun. Yeah. But I like that. I thought that was a good, weird, very weird addition. Just like, oh, what, what should, what should he have at the wedding? Oh, he's in a wedding dress, by the way. Yeah. Wang is dressed in like a full wedding dress veil. Yeah. 
his outfit, I mean, like, his outfit's whatever. He's got, like, a spider on his head. The top, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be his hair or a headdress, but it, like, I is I thought it was very... supposed to be his hair, but it does kind of almost look like um, pipe cleaners or yes. maybe marabou or it, something. It looks like a, yeah, like a decoration spider that they just clip to the top of a wig or whatever. Yeah. To the point where I was like, I don't know if it's supposed to be his hair or not. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's fun and weird. Yeah, well, I mean, also, like, they, you know, have him in a, a ton of makeup and stuff. He's yeah, yeah, got... prosthetics. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah. And he's blue. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, I want to mention the opening credits are fun. It's illustrated. It's like a tableau. <gasps> yeah. Of, yeah. like, it's not really scenes from the movie. It's just kind of whatever, but it's, like, sexy scenes. So it's, like, people on a mountain, kind of, but they're all, like, banging. <laughs> it's, like, eight people all just, like, orgy banging. Um, and then there's, like, a little depiction of the ship, like, flying past. Yeah throughout the credits and i was like that's fun i like that that's cute yeah the little dick ship yeah the little oscar meyer wiener uh, little ship. tiny elon musk wiener yeah elon musk space wiener yeah i don't know that's about it i also i mean I'll, I'll i'll do our you know our vote um i i i think this is this is a this is just a great watch it's In, not it's not perfect but no. no 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 it's a great watch with a bunch of like caveats which sure. is like no going in that there's going to be some sexual stuff in it that's weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, A, no going in that it's going to be, like, overtly sexual. Okay, if that's not your bag, that's fine. Yeah. You could still probably watch this and enjoy it. You just wouldn't like that stuff, and that's right. 80% of it. But there's stuff in here that's just cool. Uh, you'll also appreciate it more if you have some experience with, like... Oh, Flash Gordon. Yeah, if or, I if I had pulp films like yeah, that. if if I had seen like the old, it's gonna familiarize you with a little bit of stuff from from Flash Gordon, but I think if you want to get what this is zeroed in on, you should check out whatever came before. Yeah. So find some old serials, you know. Yeah. Uh, read some comics, watch some radio drama, or listen to some radio dramas, whatever. Like to get the tone of it, because yeah. that's what they were drawing on. Right. But um. And which I have not done, so like I still enjoyed it. But I think yes, I you're right. I would probably dig it more if I was like, oh, this is that guy. Yeah. Like I I'm familiar with him in more than just like cultural osmosis. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're big into practical effects and special effects, yes. if you're super into like the old like Jason and the Argonauts or like Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. Like my dude, big ups to all, Ray Harryhausen in heaven. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, then you're probably going to get more out of this than somebody who's not particularly wowed by that sort of stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so, the effects work in this is great. The set design is great. Costumes are cool and yeah. weird. Um, it is like, if you've ever seen or you enjoy stuff like I mentioned Zardoz earlier or like Ice Pirates or stuff where you're like, they really took a sw- uh, The Apple, episode yeah. five, previous yeah. episode of The yeah. Apple. We were like, they really took a swing on this. This is that, but it's just a porno. (laughs) Which is like, if that's a hurdle for you, if that's a barrier for you, you need to address that within yourself. Sure. Um, Because like, porno is, it's it's an art form. It's not all art. Just like, not any, anything, not all of anything is an art. You know, action movies are an art, except for when they're not. Horror movies. Are an art, except for when they're not. Yeah. Like, and porno, like when done well with people who are like i want to make this the best thing i can make it's real fucking good i mean like we we did Uh, the smokers episode 12 the smokers yeah that's a movie it's a straight movie directed by somebody who only thereafter and before that directed pornography and that movie's terrible it's worse than like it's worse than most pornography yeah like it just looks bad it doesn't make sense and you know like whatever yeah i'm 
getting off track. My point is like, if the fact that this is in any way pornographic is like a, you know, a no go for you, maybe reassess that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to watch it like with the intent of getting turned on by it or whatever. Like just watch it as a cultural artifact because it is interesting. And as Allison was saying, like, the effects work's amazing. It's really fucking good. The the stop motion's great. The creature designs are cool. The set designs are cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of it's cool. The effects work just in general is good. Not even just stop motion, but like, I love the I love the stupid sparks overlay. It's cheap. Yeah. And it looks great, and it works, and they like they made it funny. Yeah. Like with the dumb AD- ADRing the fuck you know fuck word in over a hundred times. That's great. Um, a lot of the uh, the the, the direction and everything on the the swan boat sequence is like great yeah it's like if if yeah, uh, it's, it's beautiful if, and weird <laughs> yeah if if um panos cosmatos right uh-huh beyond the black rainbow mandy yeah if he put that sequence like shot for shot in any of his movies a it would work yeah and b everybody would be like yeah he's just a visual fucking genius yeah it's really fucking good it's really good like yeah. it's it's wild and different from the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that. Uh, that's my favorite. I think my favorite sequence from the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I like the a lot of the monster designs. I love. Yeah, I love the effects work in this. It's really good. Um, performances are okay to fine, except for Wang. Wang is very good. Yeah. Um, we just watched Tromeo and Juliet. Yeah. That's a similar thing where like one of the main like villains is in that is uh uh uh. uh Juliet's father and he's like he performs every single line of dialogue like a you know retired stage actor yeah like he's like hand me that cheeseburger like it's like it's like Matt Berry like yeah. the whole thing is like is, is that level of melodrama and mm-hmm. it's great and this is kind of like that it's not as, as fun quite but it's close it's it's very like he's swinging mm-hmm. um, to quote 30 Rock I'm trying to get them to add a category for living theatrically in normal life yeah yeah um so i would say this is just a great watch because yeah and honestly i'll 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 be honest if this was hardcore it would probably get a full-on great watch the fact that it is softcore the fact that it was edited down i'm just like eh, you're missing out on the good stuff yeah i mean like the runtime's not all that long you could definitely have yeah you could squeeze a couple (laughs) money shots in (laughs) y'all yeah let's let's see it i'm here I found this at Ape's Rift. Let's go. Yeah, um, even the, like, collector's edition kind of stuff, which I believe is what you have, I think has, like, two extra minutes and none of it's more fucking... No, no nothing's really explicit, really, yeah. at all. Like I said, if you're looking at, like, in the far shots, the wide shots of the throne room, you can see some, like, balls. Yeah. You can see some penetration if you're really, like, uh, watching everybody. But there's a lot of a lot going on. Yeah. Um... So, I mean, like, yeah, I would not watch this with the intent of, like, getting off. It's not, probably not going to do it for you unless you have a Flash Gordon kink. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, a falling into a giant toilet kink, which is probably definitely somebody's kink. Right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd also say this is a great watch. Yeah. Um. You know. It's, it's definitely a watch for me. Yeah. It's well, just a great it's... watch. But it's, I think it should be seen because it's interesting. Yeah. It's not as funny as, like, Spaceballs or something. It's definitely more skewing for, like... Actually, what's funny is, like, it's not even, um, like, parodying stuff 
in like an out and out like hilarious kind of way it's just like kind of funny but also like really balanced in tone that it's it's giving you some of that same feel that like the original like source material does it's closer yeah. i think what you're saying yeah if i understand correctly is that it's closer to something like young frankenstein than something like robin hood men in tights yeah young frankenstein is playing within a certain genre yeah and making fun of that genre and making that genre silly in a way that it wasn't inherently yeah whereas robin hood men in tights has like broad pop cultural jokes yeah um what's funny is that is that yeah i guess um I, i'm trying to yeah i i don't even know what i'm trying to say i like it because you know in yeah robin hood men in tights like that kid runs through the field and does the home alone ah hands yeah. on the side of the face which is like not a thing not the kind of joke they do in young frankenstein young frankenstein is all just like goofy within the world it doesn't yeah rely on you knowing anything outside of that world right they have yeah. a thunderclap whenever they say your name frau fabissina it's a horse yeah. neighing and then yeah. thunder yeah yeah young frankenstein has like a dick joke sure listen genitals are funny i don't care who you are i uh -huh. don't care what genitals you have you can yeah. have all of them or none of them it's not any of my business honestly frankly unless you want to share it with me which is you know that's up to you but they're all funny yeah but i think robin hood men tights is a lot more like racy jokes yeah the the blind uh yeah. fold out and stuff yeah. you know the chastity belt mm -hmm. jokes and stuff but again the circumcision I, jokes i have said this before and i'll say this again the funniest joke in robin hood men in tights is actually in robin hood prince of thieves which is where after alan rickman gets cut on the face somebody has drawn the scar on the statue of him yeah <laughs> that's hilarious that's the funniest joke in either of those movies by a huge margin got him it really is a got him uh -huh. holy hell that movie's fucking chef's kiss. Molto bene. Anyway. Yeah, I'd, I'd say this is a great watch with, like, a couple of caveats, caveats of yeah. that, like, you know, if you don't have experience or appreciation for, like, certain styles of, of filmmaking, you, you're probably not going to get as much out of this, you know. And then, I mean, and that's fine, too. Not everything has to be for everybody. No, no, no. Yeah. But if you're, like, at all curious and you can find this, because obviously this isn't ever going to stream anywhere. But if you can, like, get a copy, get a copy, get your boo, invite him over, be like, hey, we're going to watch this kind of dirty movie, it's real dumb, and uh, maybe uh, go on YouTube, I'm sure they're on YouTube, find, like, one episode of um, any of the Flash Gordon serials, and just watch that. Yeah. It's probably, like, 20 minutes. Watch that while the pizza arrives, and then pop this thing on, have a couple pieces of pizza, and maybe have a good old time. And be like, look at that, you know what that ship looks like, you know what that rocket ship looks like. That's right. <laughs> Maybe tell your boo about Hate Watch, Great Watch. The podcast has brought you 69 nice. episodes of fantastic content, if I do say so ourselves. So anyway, I guess what I'm saying, I, I mean, we kind of do this every time we reach any kind of milestone. But, like, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We appreciate it. We hope to grow and, you know, uh, continue to educate and entertain as a podcast. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on the film? I I really liked it when we first watched it. I think I've seen it like one or two other times. And yeah, like it's it's one of those things where I kind of forget how good it is and the stuff I like about it until I've just seen it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think to, to you know, Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho said that like 
the I'm paraphrasing, but the world of cinema will open up to you if you can learn to, uh, you know, overlook the one inch barrier of subtitles. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about adult entertainment. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is like, I understand the stigma with it. Uh, it's the thing we don't talk about whatever but not to go into like a long diatribe but like sex shouldn't be a thing we don't talk about it should be a thing we actually do talk about and everybody i think would be better off if it was easier to talk about sex with each other and you know amongst our friends and family and whatever it's kind of how i have always lived my life uh since i was old enough to talk about sex Mm -hmm. so 25 (laughs) but uh I don't really, you know, like, I'm not telling everybody all the details about, like, my various uh, amorous adventures, but I'm also not like, I don't I don't know what sex is. What's, oh, what's 69? Why is that number funny? Like, no, it's like, just, every, we get it. Let's stop pretending we don't get it. You know why it's nice. Your parents know what you're doing in your room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or in the shower. Yeah, don't, don't, don't masturbate in the shower. Can I just please say that? Don't masturbate in the shower. That's bad for the earth. You're wasting water. You're wasting so much water. You're not multitasking. No. Your genitals can only be so clean. You and I recently did a rewatch of Evil Head. Yeah. Which is a a hardcore porn parody of Evil Dead. Yeah, a Burning Angel. Yeah. And it is like I've I've seen that like twice now, I think, and every time like it's way funnier than I expect or remember. Yeah, it's really genuinely funny yeah. and they genuinely get it. Seem get to it. enjoy yeah. ha- like you know, the source material. Like, oh, yeah. they get it, they're having fun well, mocking it. Not only the source material, but also, like, they're definitely a group of people that enjoy working in adult stuff. Like, oh, definitely. Like, they, like every scene is uh, fun, and, and you yeah. can tell, like, the actors are, like, having fun with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, also, somebody spent the time to make, like, an entire dirty version of the Necronomicon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that hilarious. That looks sticky. It's very good. <laughs> the illustrations are good. The stickiness level is perfect. It's it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I I had to buy that when because I'm just I just love Evil Dead and I was like I you know I gotta get it. Yeah. Uh, and I watched it and I was like this is actually like legitimately great. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not trying to say like all porn parodies knock no, it out of no. the park, but like there no, are porno's ones... like like we said. Porno is like any other genre yeah. in that, like, there's good, there's bad, and there's some stuff that's, like, great. And not yeah. just because, like, oh, the same thing, like, oh, this horror movie's not great just because it scared you. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be scared by a terrible horror movie that's not any good. You know, yeah. but, and that's fine. You can still like it. And you can like a porno that's not any good just because, like, it does exactly what you want it to do. Yeah. But there are ones that are just great whether they're doing that thing or not. Mm-hmm. So, here we are advocating for you know pornography as an art yeah so part of the reason why we were watching some adult films lately not just because it's the 69th episode but also uh letterbox recently added in adult films yeah they started like qualifying various adult films yeah that's the kind of thing that gives things more legitimacy is like having them on the internet movie database having things you know yeah like actually be displayed in places that can have some discourse associated with them that starts you know yeah and when when the letterbox thing went through a lot of people were like how are you gonna review you know how are you gonna review these things oh the boobies were like this or i came or whatever and it's like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's 100% going to be some people's review, but, like, there are reviews that are like that for, like, straight movies, like right. normal movies. Yeah. Um, Because there's always somebody, there's some fools that always got to show their ass, yeah. and uh, they think they got to be funny, and it's like, or you could just be whatever. But, you know, there are people who will review the adult films with, like, an eye on what they're like. So, yeah. like, if you're, like, ah... Yeah, so if, actually, like, direction and on-screen chemistry and... also, and, like, you know... I wrote reviews for all the ones that I've watched, and, you know, I can tell you, like, oh, this one is a lot more sex-centric than, like, other films. Like, there's a lot more just, like, and now we're in a sex scene, it doesn't matter why. Yeah. And they keep telling you, there's gonna be, there's gonna be plot later. And, like, you get some plot, and then you get some plot, and it's over, and there's a lot, but there's a lot of sex in between. Whereas there are other ones where it's, like about an even distribution or maybe it's like more plot heavy. So if you're looking to like purchase one of these things and you see my review, then maybe you're like, Oh, I want one. That's like more plot or like, I want one. That's got a lot more sex. I'm tired of these boring talky talky pornos, Yeah, which is, that's a fair assessment. There's some that talk a lot. If you're only there for one thing, then maybe you're not enjoying the talky talky, you know, which is again, fine. We're going to think we're going to these for different reasons. I told you about my, like, white whale of a porno. I had read it, but I didn't write down what the title was. But it was a porno about two magicians who were competing against each other for jobs. And the one guy kills the other guy to both get his job and to also sleep with his wife, who was also his assistant. The magician's assistant. Yeah. yeah. Soap opera level stuff. Yeah, yeah. There are apparently a lot of magician pornos out there. <laughs> Because I haven't been able to find the one that I'm looking for. If that sounds familiar to any listeners yeah. and you have a suggestion, write in. Um, oh, I would love that. Oh, let's, boy. let's do the wrap up. Yeah, let's um, do that. <laughs> you can email us with that information or anything we've mentioned previously in the episode. Uh, Elvira, please write in. You can reach us at write, hate, watch, great watch. That's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HWGW Podcast on both of those platforms. And get new episodes every other Wednesday. That's every, every other Wednesday. Wednesday on moviejohn.com or anywhere, I believe, that you nice. find podcasts. Uh, if you happen to go to a podcatcher of some sort and they don't have our show, please let us know. Email us because um, we'll try to get on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can't find us wherever you usually go, let us know. Uh, and please, as I've said a couple times during this episode, subscribe to the Movie John Patreon. Um, there is new content all the time and so much more coming. We mentioned earlier, life gets in the way. A lot of stuff has been happening in various of our personal lives that have, you know, put some roadblocks into getting different content out. But we are, you know, Movie John as a whole, not just us, are committed to, like, making sure that all the donors are getting their money's worth and getting, you know, a lot of stuff from us. And plus we have a million fucking ideas all the time. So we would really like to get them out there and get people to be like, that is a good idea, please. Uh, we crave the validation. Um, so that'll be coming soon. Thank you as always for listening. We hope you had fun. Even if you were not able to view flesh Gordon, uh, on your own because it's not really streaming or anything. Um, yeah. And maybe you'll, uh, you know, eBay it and somebody will make like five bucks from you. And that's cool because fuck capitalism. But if you're going to support capitalism in any way, don't support mega corporations. <laughs> Do, you know, user to user. But yeah, thanks for listening. We hope this was mutually beneficial. Much like 69. 69.
But yeah, so, uh, you know, play safe. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>